So where does Dr. Olivia Adler find vegan food in Drift Park? There's like an old funnel cake stand. (laughs) And, you know, she had to like clean it out because they used like beef lard before. Mm -hmm. But the principle still works afterwards. It's not very nutritious. But, uh, you know. Wait, she survives solely on funnel cake? Uh, funnel cake, uh, licking algae off of rocks at Splash Mountain, and, uh, I don't know, maybe they, like, uh, they ship in some, uh, lean quid d zines or something like that. First of all, fuck off. <laughs> there was no second of all. First of all, fuck okay. off. That was the whole thing. That's fair. Um, I feel like the first time Rita, the hummingbird air cooker, sees you licking algae off of rocks, she's like, oh no, let me set up a vegan kitchen in the the in the, the funnel cake stand for you. And she gets like very fussy about trying to help. Oh, well, that's very that's very nice of her. So, uh, yeah, we open on inside the of uh, the, the funnel cake shop. Olivia's like, you know, there was a great chef aboard our ship. I don't really remember if i've met him or not <laughs> but i i have some vague conceptual understanding that he is an exceptionally good chef there's just one point where you, you lock eyes in the hallway and an unbreakable bond was formed but no words were spoken between like Gavish and olivia a door slowly closed and that was the last interaction i ever had Olivia often asks about, like, isn't there some adventure where you guys were babies? And everyone in the crew meets her with a stony silence and then pretends nothing that was ever asked. Because they know you're going to be mad if you find out that they just touched an alien box. Yeah, well, that's fair. <laughs> so the scene is like, uh, there's a vegan uh, brunch that Rita and Dr. Adler are having. Uh, there's all kinds of food that she imported for you. She's trying to make sure the visiting doctor is happy. On the table, in a little plastic baggie, is the Rygar shock tea that you gave her. Uh, you were there. They ran tests on it. They bombarded it with magic and technology and ran tests. And then nerds with clipboards took notes and nodded and left. And they gave you it back. So she kept her word. It was not taken for nefarious purposes. And you can have that back if you want it. Hot diggity. I'm going to. I'm going to make it into a Kadama. I'm going to spend... Next five minutes playing uh, Kodama. Wait, what? Kodama. The thing, like the little Japanese paddle ball that's on like two cups. Okay, I Kodama, I'm just thinking of the things from Neo. Like the little guys, the little green like frogmen. No, I don't. Stop making up things. Yeah, Kodama are spirits in Japanese folklore. I'm just Googled it. That's the little Hold guys on. from Neo. Genus Tales of Symphonia. Uh-huh. Uh, come on, Wikipedia. Oh, Kendama. That's what it is. Okay, we've learned something today. Kendama. All right, it's very... Di- all right, so I t- Olivia... Hold on, let's just rewind. Cut all that out. No. Uh, Olivia <laughs> turns uh, her Shakti into Ken- uh, Kendama, like Genis from... It's a, ball, it's a Japanese ball in a cup. Yeah. I don't know why you're fronting like it's not a Japanese ball in a cup. I explained it to you as a ball in a cup. Okay, you could have just said and, that, uh, And then she does some sick-ass Kadama tricks. That is very Olivia, though. I feel like her hipster cred has been underrated. She never, like, berated anyone for their taste in movies or anything. She needs to be really into an obscure Japanese game. Oh, sometimes when people aren't watching, she penny boards around the ship and does Kadama. Okay, she's extremely cool now. 
Yeah, it's it's a very dope thing she does. Uh, so Rita says to you, um, is there anything else we can do for you? Um, I th- the tofu is really good. Uh, can, can I insight that? Does she actually think the tofu is good or is she humoring me? <laughs> yeah, insight it. I rolled a 17. Uh, hummingbirds don't eat tofu, I don't think. What do hummingbirds eat? Just like nectar, right? <laughs> Pollen? Uh, yeah. Air, maybe? That's what I eat some days because I am very poor. Oh, with the 17, you know she's just being nice. Okay, well, I will uh, say in return, I hope that you uh, can find some enjoyment of it. Sometimes it is good to expand our opinions beyond uh, what we necessarily grew up with. It just needs some pollen sauce. (laughs) Just put some more pollen on here. That's a lot of pollen. You know how much sugar is in pollen? Not enough. (laughs) Uh, I would also like uh, to have a meeting with uh, Cassius at some point very soon, hopefully. Yeah, Cassius uh, is going to want to talk to you after he gets back from the expedition. Excellent. Have you heard anything about the expedition? Apparently they're looking for Rygar. They did tests on the Shakti, and I guess they're going to follow the results and go look for him. Well, okay then. Uh, In the meantime, you have a visitor. Luffy's gonna be like, almost kind of like turn her head a bit, like, oh really? Yeah, she said uh, to meet her by the Ferris wheel at noon. So um, you can finish the rest of my tofu, <laughs> and I'll see you after that. And then uh, I think, well, you've ruined it with pollen sauce, but uh, you know, well, the pollen's the best part. No, it's not the tofu. That's where it gets good. <laughs> you can uh, you can package that up home and uh, to give me dinner. Oh, a little takeout box. Yeah, and I'm going to watch you until you do it. Because <laughs> okay. I'm like your doctor mom, and I need to make sure you're getting the right nutrition, and you can't just dump this on me and eat a fucking funnel cake the rest of the evening like I was planning to do. <laughs> you, just, you just stare her down as she packs the tofu to take it home. Yeah. Um, she says she'll see you later, and Cassius should be back from the expedition soon. All right. From what I said about expanding your horizons. Okay. I can't wait. Stop hanging out with racist. All right, what's what's going on? Uh, Doctor Adler makes her way over to the Ferris wheel in Drift Park, and she sees standing by the the spinning uh, attraction uh, is Ambassador Jacqueline. I'm not going to say anything. I will walk up and kind of wait for her to make the first move. Hello, Doctor Sakana. How have you been? I've been doing fine. And please, you can just call me Olivia. Very well, Doctor Ad- Doctor Adler. Actually. <laughs> I didn't go to school to be called Olivia. Yeah. Uh care to join me on the ride? It's uh quiet up top. Sure. Should it break down, I have the ability to biotically make sure I fall safely, and I presume you'll just do push-ups all the way to the ground or whatever you do to keep yourself in that kind of shape. So <laughs> Some- hopefully the rusty nature of this thing won't be a detriment at all. <laughs> Something like that. I can manifest chains, so I'll be fine. Are you sure you don't want to like gorilla press your way to the to the floor like I assume you do? I'll do so if you want to see some flexing. I'll I'll indulge you on the way down. All right. Uh, so Doctor Adler and, and Jacqueline get on the Ferris wheel, which begins kind of turning. Uh, she's just trying to get you away from invictive people who might overhear your conversation. Uh, so as the wheel turns, uh, she says, "How have you been? I take it Cassius is treating you well." Evie's got to kind of look out over the park. Mm-hmm. 
this place is a cruel mockery to my entire being. And once more, I'm trapped here against my will. How do you think I am? That is certainly one way of looking at it. The other way is that you're going to prevent multiple wars and save entire civilizations when a living Maxwell is found. I would look at it from that perspective, if, it, if at all possible. It's very tough to see things in a rational light when such an irrational man is controlling everything. Yes, the vagaries of military hierarchy. It's People see the medals when it's all over, but they don't see you digging the latrine in the middle. That's how it is. Olivia's going to kind of scoff, and she's going to say, Do you think it's really fair to call that man military? He was a colonel. He served Invicta's private organization, but they have the backing of the sole government, so they're as good as military in Markov. I suppose that's how you see it. I'm sorry if I've upset you. Dr. Adler, I came to check on your welfare. Oh, no, you haven't upset me. Not any more than the situation has already sort of presented itself, but I try to be nothing if not cool under pressure. I admire that about you, and it'll be an asset for what I'm about to ask. I don't know if you are caught up on the latest news. I know Invicta keeps a tight control on information, especially in the park. Nope, just DVDs of Sharko's Greatest Hits, which is fine for a while, but after a while you start to see how formulaic those movies were. <laughs> Except for our Sharko Goes to the Mall, that one was revolutionary. I actually prefer some of the foreign Sharko knockoffs. Have you ever seen Turkish Sharko? It is spectacular in its own way. Yeah, the musical numbers, really. I like that we've just established that Turkey is a, <laughs> an actual place in the <laughs> canon universe. Statistically, there has to be a place called Turkey, if you think about it. <laughs> and, it ha- and it has the same cultural filmmaking styling as our, inter- as our impressions of what Turkish movies are. I like to say, if you think about it, at the end of a sentence when I know I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you really know I, I trust what I just said, if you think about it. Indeed. Um, so, so Ambassador Jacqueline says, I regret to inform you that the bastards have found themselves in a spot of trouble out there. What kind of trouble? The team, as you're aware, was ordered to retrieve subjectivists from the purest cult. Um, not only did they fail in that, they openly rebelled against the Adventurers Guild and are now wanted fugitives. I imagine that has made things quite difficult for you. Both personally and professionally. Can I uh, Can I do an insight on her? I want to see yeah. how much she legitimately seems hurt by it. Or if it's a bit of an act. Never mind, I rolled a six. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to say. She has a kind of chilly demeanor and a, a soldier's discipline. So you, it's hard to read her. You think it could go either way. Um, she says... This situation could be quite grim, but if the team were willing to cooperate, I could minimize the consequences of this whole ordeal. And I was hoping that you would be able to perhaps set up some sort of surrender with your friends. I'm not quite sure how I would be able to do that. 
considering the circumstances I'm in. I realize it's a strange request, but you worked with Big Star for a long time. You may have secret meetup spots, rendezvous, hidden communication channels, signals, something like that. It's standard operating procedure for captured soldiers to have backup meeting points and dead drops. There was a channel that I had set up with Big Star, but I imagine that one was abandoned after we met back up and started traveling together. If there's anything you can think of that could get us in contact with them and get them to surrender, it very well may be a matter of life and death. Um, And what is your considerations for a surrender? Sasha's from a prestigious military family. Her father can almost certainly pull some strings to get her out of trouble. Big Star is a sole citizen, so I could probably keep his jail time to a minimum. Um, Dreg, well, I would say if Dreg cooperates, that the Caravello organization could be a very lucrative graphene shipping arm of the sole government, but I know Dreg and his cooperation will be difficult to secure, and I assume he will stubborn his way into a pretty lengthy sentence. Courage will probably be returned to the solitaire authorities for their own punishment. And, uh, well, Captain Mel- Melbeck is not a citizen, so if, if I make some calls, perhaps I can keep her away from the firing squad, but... Even that's going to be a tall order. Now, I heard you mention a few names, and then others that you didn't, like Babish. <laughs> I don't know that Jacqueline's met yeah, Babish. No, I, I thing. But what? Yeah. That's fine. Whatever. Liamore is dead. What about Babish? <laughs> Just for world building, I'll actually have her say the Thrykreen homeworld has been devastated by some phenomenon they call the Dark Sun. And they are refugees, so uh, Sol th- does not have the resources to take in refugees right now. So that would be up. That would be up to the solitaire government if they would want to harbor him. And what about objectivists and subjectivists? I'm afraid that's classified. I would probably not be far off to assume that the initially planned. Uh, use for subjectivists would then just proceed as per normal. That is the tactically most advantageous use of his powers, yes, to assassinate Illithid elder brains and advance our position in this war. Understood. I will see what I can do. Does Dr. Adler have a plan? Is she bluffing or? I don't know. Roll insight on me, Austin. (laughs) that's not how this works you goof uh i will say that if she had handed me papers i will assure you that i would have tossed them off the side of the ferris wheel as we get to the top uh though that is not necessarily to say that olivia is not taking what is said to heart in the distance a red mech descends to the park, flanked by a battalion of golden jackals. It was nice seeing you again, Ambassador. Hopefully next time we'll meet under happier circumstances. Give my regards to Ambassador Respect.
I will. No, but I'm in the scene. You don't have to. Last time on Dice Funk. Captain Kelston Babish Wiggles. Take everybody, have everybody pull back a little bit and realize that explosives are made using a recipe. Anything can be a recipe. <laughs> Big Star Mac, the Airbud Norbert, now has an enormous blue star on the chest. That's a laser beam that spins and shoots his laser beam out. It's a Smacky it's Dan talisman. A reference to Smacky Dan. But your your mech is handing her mech a medallion? No, it shoots it out. Uh, Captain Melbeck is going to try and access the biological reader just on the off chance. Beep, beep, beep. It does not open. I'm going to try it. Beep, beep. It opens. Oh, well, we would both see the outside. We would investigate the inside now, right? The command center, where there are screens and computers and so forth, once again, um, made from overlapping scales of some kind and powered by plasma. Yeah, interface with the command center, Sasha. I want to push buttons! It worked great for you last time you did it. Don't bother responding. This is a pre-recorded message. Fucking time travelers. Yes, it is I. Mothman. <laughs> in order to defeat your enemies and save your friend, you must make contact with me. Going on a Mothman quest. You knew all along where you'd find me. At the biggest lamp in the solar system. We have to go save Mothman from the sun. <laughs> That's dope. Thanks. I've, oh I found another God. one someone made of me once. There's <laughs> <laughs> more? <laughs> All right, this is extremely bad podcast audio. Let's get into the show, or rather... It got so big! Are you okay, Lauren? Yeah, I'm having a good time, finally. <laughs> <laughs> I meant today, I meant today. Everyone's hopped up on Sugar Not... this, me- this week. We've been looking at memes. We're in a good place. <laughs> This is literally the best part of my day so far. Before we actually start the episode, uh, we're very bad at repping our stuff, promoting our things. Conrad, you have a thing to promote. You should do it before I talk about elves. I do. I have a new thing. Uh, I'm doing a new podcast with my good friend Jim Sterling and our good friend uh, Jonathan off Road Rules. Uh, If you don't know, uh, our friend Jonathan off Road Rules was on Road Rules in 1998. And since then, he has... His, his profiles just slipped away to nothing, and it's a tragedy. Yeah. So Jim and I are going to fix it, uh, <laughs> and the show is just us uh, talking with uh, with Jonathan about our ideas and how to make him famous again. You're going to fix it whether he likes it or not. <laughs> yep, that's right. And the show's called Boston's Favorite Son. You can find it on all of the things you get podcasts on now, As some, I think. As someone who has done podcasty things with all of the people involved in this podcasty thing... The, the the they're all good, cool podcasty people who you should be listening to. People often ask, "Well, why don't you have Jim Sterling on Dice Funk?" And I was like, "If you ever listened to any of his podcasts, all he does is threaten to put spiders up people's butts. <laughs> that would become the entire show." I am... Yes, and it would be amazing. <laughs> I don't want spiders in my butt. 
I, I'm not gonna lie. I've 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 been thinking about one shot ideas, and I've been like, I could totally get Jim on a one shot at some point. You probably could get Jim on for a one shot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Jonathan off-road rules, I don't know how this came up, but I was talking about Jonathan off-road rules with Lauren once, and I was like, he just looks like a dad now, but he used to look like this, and I showed her a picture of him. I vaguely remember this. I said something really mean, didn't I? No, he was, like, incredibly hot. Like, yeah. He, he was ripped. Yeah, that's right. Isn't I laugh? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? And he's still a muscular guy. He's just... <laughs> A dad. Now. No, I mean he just definitely does look like a dad. Yeah, which is not. Yeah. I, I mean that's people's thing sometimes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, enough about yeah. Jonathan Offroad rules. That podcast is called Boston's Favorite Son. The one you're listening to now is called Dice Funk, and we're in quite a place. No, we're not. <laughs> yeah, we are. Uh, Mothman lives on the sun. Do I remember this right? Or is he trapped and held prisoner on the sun? He's 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 on the biggest lamp. There was some ambiguity. He said you need to make contact with him on the biggest lamp. Yes, the implication was the sun. What what exactly Mothman is doing there is unclear at this time. He he there for that big lamp. He's a fool. He's he he big moth, he there for big lamp. Why is he a fool? Because he went to the sun. <laughs> He's gotta fly too close to the sun, like Icarus. Yeah. But Mothman. Mm, nope. Mothcarus? No. <laughs> no, nope, If you're gonna say something like that, you're gonna have to speak up. <laughs> I, I want to roast Mothcarus, you. Are you happy? <laughs> yes, obviously. If you're gonna whisper these things, I can't dunk on you. Oh, so I should whisper more so that you can't dunk on me. No, Mothcarus. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of candy. In my mind, she's just saying Mothcris over and over again. <laughs> It's a moth crystal. And I'm just imagining myself with a giant moth head. It's terrifying and a little bit arousing. I'm imagining Chris, but like um in the Arthur costume from the tick. Oh, I thought you were from Arthur, like DW <laughs> Arthur. <laughs> I was like, I could rock a mean turtleneck if I needed to. I'm talking about Arthur from the tick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> so it's a DD podcast. So can, I, can, can I roll an inside? I don't trust Mothman. 15. Uh, yeah, so you guys found a, a UFO which appeared to have been uh, subjected to some kind of time travel shenanigans and it had a pre-recorded message on it from the Mothman. Uh, no images. Uh, and I guess with a 15 on in- insight, you definitely think there's more to this than it seems. It is, it's quite it's quite a thing to send a message through time to tell someone to meet you on the sun. So uh, oh, I'm sorry, oh. you're not extremely as cool as Mothman is, big star. We need to blow up the sun. Shut <laughs> <laughs> that's what you got from that. So I'm I'm just trying to remember where we're up to in a certain regard. Um did Sasha tell us all about the the, the dragon, the sun dragon? Yes, I believe it is uh time to f- visit my dragon friend. I hope we have all thought about some appropriate hot gifts over the week. Uh, uh I, uh, uh, Captain Melbeck will be bringing her hot sexy body, so, you know, <laughs> that's the hot gift she's bringing to the table. Uh, I was thinking hot pockets. Just hot pockets, not any of the, the varieties, like cold pockets or no pockets? No, that's cold, you madman. Wait, there are cold pockets now? <laughs> no, Austin's no. talking about a meme. Hold there's, on. There's, there's, a, there's a meme where you fill hot pockets with things like existential dread and cold. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's a good one. Okay, my brain. Um, all right, so you guys are going to go to Hypatia to visit Kajita the Sun Dragon on Sasha's suggestion. Uh, if anyone knows about the sun, it would be the Sun Dragon who is from there. Um, to reiterate, uh, Kajita is a, a kind of Asian style dragon, a very long serpent uh, with big antlers and kind of a mustache. He has the scales, the color of the sun, red to orange to yellow. Uh, he's enormous, just like coiled around a mountain eating neophilids the serpents um just extremely powerful and so intimidating in fact that you can't even be in his presence uh without having to make a saving throw against the effect fear or you would have to if you didn't have on the crew courage conduit of courage who could give you courage i'm you just like saying courage I don't. I was trying to think of another word, but <laughs> I'm, I'm now trying to think of any reason why we wouldn't let the conduit of courage give us courage. If things had gone a different way and you guys had not recruited courage, uh, then this would be a different ordeal. So yeah. Plus, one of us speaks dragon now, so that's like useful. It's going to be very important in this entire arc. So <laughs> you guys descend onto Hypatia, the animal preserve planet. Normally you'd be picked up on sensors, but Subjectivus isolates the Snallygaster and you guys can land near where Sasha met Kajita. Uh, you're going to want to get in your mechs to avoid being ambushed by giant predators. And you guys are going to approach the sun dragon when you're ready. All right. We got Captain Malbec's hot body. <laughs> uh, hot pockets. Who else got hot gifts? Uh, some red hots. I think, you know how if you have a pet lizard, I never had one. But don't they have those little battery operated? Or they do. Little, yeah. yeah. A I bunch had of lizards those. as a kid. The little rocks. Yeah. One, one of those like mm -hmm. things that are filled with beads that you can put them in the microwave and then they're warm for a while. Yeah. 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 yeah hand warmers. Yeah. Yeah. Those. Heating, uh, uh, an electric blanket. Cup of tea. If you go back to episode 10, which is where Kajita was on screen, he explained a little bit like sun dragons and their culture and stuff. Uh, every dragon species has a different preference for their hoard. I you know famously like red dragons hoard gold and so forth. Uh, sun dragons hoard novelty, like things they've never seen before. Not necessarily only hot. That was kind of Sasha's joke. So I'm just making jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's fair. Um... I like to think everything I said is kind of a novelty, but whatever. Yeah, absolutely. In Markov, it is not in Seoul, but this is an entirely different solar system. He's never seen a Hot Pocket. Wish I could say the same. <laughs> He's never seen my sexy hot mod before. I like dragons. Let's go talk to him. Yeah, let's go talk to him. Okay. So, well, yeah, let's just start the scene. You guys land in your mechs um, uh, where you saw Kajita last. And uh, what do you do to draw his attention? You don't see him around. Uh, I'm going to shoot a giant laser beam into space. Please don't. It gets his attention, right? Yeah. He needs to be drawn like one, one shining light to another. I was going to ask first. It's going to be a big star beacon. How how did Sasha find the dragon last time? I was being attacked by a worm. We don't get attacked by a worm. That wouldn't be great. That does not seem like no. a good idea. Okay, fire um, your laser into space. Okay, so I would like to think that uh, <laughs> when I gave the dragon the nut button, I also uh -huh. kept one for myself. I'd also like to think that I have a microphone in my mech, so I would just like to hit the nut button like, over a loudspeaker. Do you have the nut button? You had on them you? install a nut button into your mech as part of the design. Button on you, you fools! <laughs> okay, <laughs> Sasha lights the nut signal. <laughs> <laughs> nut, nut, nut. <laughs> 
and Big Star fires off his laser, and soon enough, uh, a shadow descends over the party as a uh, 200-foot sun dragon uh, comes down from the sky, uh, blocking out the sun with his just incredible him big. Uh, scale. Yeah, him very big. Very big. Hey, Kajita! Hello, young friend. I brought you more presents. I see. And you also have new skin. Congratulations. Thank you. I am much uh, less easy to chomp now. Uh, so in Draconic, um, Captain Melbeck is just going to introduce herself and go, Hello, um, I'm, I'm, I'm Melbeck. I apologize. My Draconic is a little out of practice. Don't get a lot of opportunity to use it, but... It's very nice to meet you. Uh, Kajita descends uh, in front of you specifically, Captain Melbeck, intrigued by your language, and says, Where did you learn the old tongue, little one? Oh, well, I spend a lot of my time just sort of hopping around the universe, and... She gets around, if you know what I mean. I, 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 I do indeed get around. Uh, dragons are famous for shape-shifting into human form and making uh, half-dragons. That's a thing in d and I, I like this logic. Let's go with, um, oh, yes, about, a, about, a, about a decade ago, I, I, was, I, was having, I was having drinks with this lovely, lovely young woman, and I, we, we, we got on very well, and she taught me. I never found out how she knew the language, but she knew it fluently, and that's all I needed to know. Ah, yes. Perhaps a metallic cousin of mine. They do love dalliances. Well, this one certainly enjoyed a dalliance or two. I can tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So what brings you here today? Well, um, I'm going to explain this in the simplest way I can. We got a message from a time-traveling cryptid who says we need to meet them on the sun. And the sun is a little hot for us, and I'm curious if you have any advice. <laughs> the sun is not only hot, my friend. The pressure, the pressure is what you really have to watch for. Sounds like being an adult. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you became immune to fire, you would never be able to escape its grasp. Yeah, this, this, is, this is what I was thinking, because, uh, well, you know... I, I'm struggling to fathom how this person that has reached out to us I would be on the sun. Like, that, that's, that seems a little weird. It is a well-kept secret that the sun is a thriving ecosystem all its own. As I'm sure you're aware, I hail from the sun. In, indeed. Um, I don't suppose... There's like a like a trick to it. <laughs> like we we've just got to sort of spin around in a circle three times, click our heels, and say, "Son, I'm your friend," or something. Something like that, perhaps. Unless any of you are secretly fire elementals. Do we look like fire elementals? Drake looks at everybody at the party for a second. Who <laughs> uh, hasn't had a secret yet? Yeah, who's <laughs> Big Star? Have you had any secrets yet? Are you a fire elemental? My core is molten more than any sun in the sky. Uh, no, he's not. In that way, yes. He's not fire elemental. I challenge you, dragon. 
No. Oh <laughs> the sun dragon reaches down with its giant claw and just kind of touches Big Star's mech for a moment and then retracts the claw. There's and- a uh, response to that. Uh-huh. I shoot something out of my nipple at him. <laughs> Come on. Oh, my God. Don't okay, you shoot get- the dragon. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. What are you shooting out of your nipple at the dragon? Steve Dave, right? Uh, if he looks, uh, I shot a, a tiny little uh, artifact at him that's shaped like a hexagon and has the visage of a monkey carved into it. And uh, it has the magic disguise self on it. Mm-hmm. And Big Star says, I heard you like gifts, so I brought you power. And then he's going to shoot a laser beam into space directly up from him. Okay. <laughs> he likes my Hot Pockets better. From one son to another. <laughs> um, the God, Chris, every day. Every day with you. Um, <clears throat> I was too sick to do anything last week. I consider this making up for the lost time. You gotta, you gotta get him bonus japes. Yeah, the sun dragon uh, laughs. <laughs> Thank you for the gift. And then he uh, kind of uh, is engulfed in fire and you see he shapeshifts into a Tarrasque and then he shapeshifts <laughs> into a spaceship and then he shapeshifts into... Uh, an octopus. <laughs> like he just does it a couple of times. Like he's on like a level nine spellcaster. <laughs> I'm rolling insight check. Was he insulting me? Eighteen. No, he, he. You gave him. You gave him a shape shifting medallion when he has a shape shifting is like a level like two spell or disguise self. Yeah, but this one. But this one is based off a hit television show. It's a collector's item. It's it's a novelty. <laughs> Then bring me the VHS <laughs> episodes, please. I'm going to launch them out of my nipples. <laughs> we are going to have to have a talk about your nipples in a moment. <laughs> Let's put that aside for now. So, you, you were saying some sort of click your heels, spin around sort of technique, huh? The denizens of the sun do not wish to be disturbed. It would be quite a favor that you ask of me. What kind of, I don't know, I guess fee would you? I mean, what would what would what could we do to help make this happen? I could give you a robot arm. Don't listen to him. <laughs> it would have jet, it would have jet boosters and heated seats. As a matter of fact, I do find myself in need of some assistance. How can we be how can we be the ones to do that helping? As you may be aware, my counterpart on this planet, Volhard, the Moon Dragon, is a difficult individual. Yeah, you said that he's uh I think you said dastardly? A dastardly villain, if ever there was one. Yeah, that was it. We were asked to move here to avoid casualties on Gloria in our never-ending battle between the light and dark side of that planet. Are you asking us to help beat up your your evil twin? <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time we've beaten on a brother. <laughs> I would not call Volhard a brother. The moon dragons and sun dragons are... 
mortal enemies, not because of the closeness of our lineage, but rather the antagonism of our development. A analogy can be found in the earth species of the serpent and the mongoose, perfectly evolved to fight each other in never-ending struggles. Okay, so... To reiterate my previous question, is this a beat them up deal or is this a go <laughs> make friends and like talk them into jo- being being nice friendly friends? Which 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 path would you prefer to see occur? You have as much chance holding the sun in your hand as you do finding peace between the moon and sun dragons. Yeah, but like we've 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 talked some people into some things over the years. <laughs> <laughs> sure have, yeah. Yeah, once there were two people that were meant to be boss encounters, and we made them both friends on our ship. Can I make a roll that I don't understand what he's talking about, but believe that I am capable of holding the sun and my and the moon in my hands? I can't stop you, Chris. Fourteen. Big star dies. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I'm gonna be a flying scorpion now who sings bluegrass <laughs> okay big star is an engineer <laughs> he's not a moron so he's immediately starting to think of some way in which he could accomplish this goal and is convinced he's capable of it yeah once again i thought surely this conversation will take five minutes <laughs> yeah so what we what we gonna do we beating up this other dragon huh uh kajita says Volhard thinks he's clever. He has invited many draconic brethren to his lair to the north, no doubt to overthrow me and escape to reclaim Gloria. I would go myself, but as I said, we've perfectly evolved to be the deadliest adversaries towards each other. My radioactive breath could no doubt defeat him but his black frost would see me disfigured for all of my days. So, if you wish to know the secrets of the stars, I would ask you to go to Volhard's lair and disrupt his plans. Slay him if you must. So, surely if we walk in, it's gonna be clear we're not dragons. Just, just, yeah. I, yeah, just seems fairly see, obvious. Yeah, so like we're not talking. Get in there and like you know talk up your side and stop them defecting. We're talking like cause some chaos. How you choose to deal with it is up to you. I ask only that you prevent cataclysmic draconic war on this planet. It is a sanctuary oh for endangered species. Yeah. So maybe releasing Steve Dave 2.0 just like outside the cave and like sending it in to like fuck around is bad idea. <laughs> okay, so yeah, team, plan time. What what's 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 some thoughts about how to plan? I'm gonna roll history because I'm a librarian. Mm-hmm. Oh, I botched. I don't know anything about those cold boys. <laughs> I mean you don't even know their names. So. Yeah, so that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, someone here, someone in the party is a draconic expert. Do you guys? I'm like those cold guys like ice cream. When you say someone, I'm gonna bring who, him some ice cream. Who in the party is a draconic expert? It's, it's you, right? 
That's what I was wondering. Is it me because I speak Draconic? Is is this I? I... Yes, you took you took them as you took dragons as a favorite enemy. You have oh advantage. yes, yes, I forgot that I did that as well. Um, so yeah, I uh, I am the person that knows about dragons. I th- I have an ability to talk to them, and or to kill them if required. Like I get bonuses for fighting them. Uh, what do I get? Advantage on checks to track them. Um. Oh, as well as on intelligence checks to recall information about them. So... So, what you're telling me is that that relationship didn't end well. (laughs) 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 Oh, the lady never tells her secrets. Um, So, yeah, let's do... Yeah, because I think they like ice cream. Uh, 16 twice in a row I got there. 16, what do I know for 16 as a dragon expert? All right, with the 16 and uh, Sasha, you botch. So here's what I'm going to say. Uh, Melbeck, you have, you know a lot about dragons. You know each one has a specific preference for their horde. And so if you want to gain their uh, approval, bringing them something that of their particular preference will help you sway them. Uh, so if you were, for example, trying to uh, sway a red dragon, you want to bring it gold coins. If you're trying to sway a sun dragon, you'd want to bring it something novel. Uh, so that's going to be uh, useful information going forward uh, for... Sasha's botch, you think that moon dragons love cold things, and you should definitely bring them something cold. Ice cream! If the sun dragon is an Asian-style dragon, the moon dragon is a South American-style dragon. A winged Ooh. a winged serpent in the kind of, the most famous one is Quetzalcoatl. Um, it's a very long, legless Aww. dragon uh, covered in white feathers that glow like moonlight. Um, the, although the, the primary color of the moon dragon is white, like the moon, it breathes black frost, which is unmeltable by sun dragons. They've evolved to be perfect enemies. So, so if the sun dragon likes novelty with the moon dragon, uh, theoretically, like, I don't know, like Packies. network, tele- network television. I hope it likes irony. <laughs> <laughs> Good questions. That's something you'll probably have to figure out on your on your journey. It likes khakis and brunch. Like, what's the most boring shit we can come up with? Um, so strategies for 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 dealing with this. Like, the first thing that comes to my mind, and throw responses if you if you think this isn't a good idea, is attempting to find some way to lure some of the dragons from this meeting out of the meeting to talk to them one on one outside of that setting and try and sort of convince them away from the group to stick on our side. Okay, so here's a thing that if we could get me alone with dragons without Volhard there, I have this thing called Words of Terror where if I talk alone, well, they have to do a wisdom saving throw and dragons are notoriously wise. But I can make them like be afraid of a thing, so I could make them afraid of him, and then they'd be like, oh no. Well, yeah, that could backfire. They could be like, we're afraid of you, therefore we're going to do everything you say and not disobey you. True. So This is something I'll give uh, Melbeck for your 16. Dragons are not just big, scary animals. They are the world's most powerful spellcasters. They are essentially like high-level wizards. Well, yeah, this, 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 is, this is why my strategy was like, don't try and... Ambush them, stealth them, one-on-one fight them while they're still a big group, because, like, that's probably not going to go well. I mean, I don't feel like fighting them realistically is that much of an option. Everything is an option on the table, let me say that. This isn't designed to force you to do any one thing in particular. Yeah. 
but like no yeah. but there's a there was a joke early on in dice funk history where i said this is a dungeons and dragons show but there will never be any dungeons and never be any dragons and people have of course noted that i've included both since then what i what i meant and this is obviously an ass covering excuse but what i meant is i wouldn't do any of the old dungeons and dragons things that people have been doing for 40 years of this game unless i had mm. anything new to say so like i included the dungeon but it was a you know high concept uh neoplatonic dungeon of the mind and like these are dragons, but these are not your your classic yeah. uh, the Hobbit dragons. These are space dragons from the '80s thing that nobody has you know has heard of. You know, it's all like weird. So everything's on the table. Don't feel like oh, I know what a red dragon in D and D is. So yeah, here's the strategy yeah. we have to do. No, I'm just sort of thinking. There's like half a dozen dragons. The mm. odds are terrible. Yeah, yeah. It's it. It wouldn't be a a fight that we would pick readily. <laughs> Melbeck, you had a plan. Let's roll it. It's a good plan. Yeah, I think we were yeah. questioning ourselves. You wanted to try to draw one out of the meeting. Yeah. That rules. So, yeah, because what I'm thinking is the easiest way to deal with them is just talk to them in Draconic and try and be like, yeah, no, I'm I'm not like completely out of the loop. I know a bit of what's going on with you. Hopefully that will mean you'll at least like hear me out. Yep. So uh, if you're going to do it by yourself, performance or do a group performance check. Oh, I'm good at that. Let's see. Yeah. Uh... Uh, who's bad at performance? Y'all need some big ups. Uh, I have no modifier in performance. Okay, I will gently... Ru- uh, I'm my mech, so I will like gently ruffle some trees. <laughs> and then go... So a 19 and a 16 pass. So half the group passes, the group passes. So let's describe this. You guys in your mechs go north from the mountain where the sun dragon is to the moon dragon's territory, which is uh, near like the North pole of Hypatia. This is a planet with uh, every kind of biome. It was like specifically terraformed to have as many different environments as possible. So you're moving towards like the Arctic uh, biome and there is a giant um, mountain of black ice here where, you know, the meetings taking place. Um, You guys uh, go outside and describe your successful attempt to draw one of the dragons out of this uh, black ice fortress to deal with it one-on-one. We start Gongam styling our way and uh, lure one in out of curiosity. (laughs) It's like those, those moves are so hypnotic. Playing some bops. My my suggestion was going to be radio up to the, uh, the ship and get Captain Wiggles to like send down like a fresh batch of cookies or something that we can just like (laughs) waft the scent into the, into the cave. A concrete block. What? A concrete block? Yeah. We just throw it in through the window. Oh, I did not mean to roll that. I was trying to turn. No, just, you know, like just, just set it there for them to see, be (laughs) curious about. Ooh, for my horde of boring shit. <laughs> Let Captain Wiggles make interesting smelling cookies. There was like three different plans there. Let me consolidate them. One, uh, Captain... Uh, is he Captain? Kelston Babish Wiggles uh, makes some delicious cookies. His name is Captain. <laughs> His first name, Captain. Captain of my heart. Uh, he makes some delicious cookies that the team can eat while you're waiting on your stakeout. It restores all of your hit dice, which you're going to need to heal. Woo-hoo! Because it's going to be a long arc and healing, if you blow all your spell slots on healing, you're going to die. Thank you, Babish, the best character in Dice Thunk. <laughs> uh, you have some leftover cookies if you want to share with the dragon. Uh, and then you guys put on a mech dance uh, contest out here on the on the ice to draw one out. Uh, Can we like lay down a giant cardboard box and like mm-hmm. start break dancing? <laughs> 
Yeah, and let me look at the roles again. Uh, Sasha and Big Star were the successful dancers, so you guys bust the best moves. Yeah. And a dragon's going to come out to check these these mechs break dancing on the ice. Great season. Uh, so <laughs> as this dragon comes over, I want to just, like, start the conversation in Draconic and just go, Hey, we're just chilling. Because it's the cold place. <laughs> Let me describe the dragon that emerges from the ice fortress. Um, it is a dark metal dragon. If you'll recall, uh, Mel- Melbeck, you know this. Uh, there are two main types of dragons, metallic and chromatic. Mm. And what that usually means is uh, dragons named after colors are evil and dragons named after metals are good. And good and evil here being um like magic not necessarily morality uh, and then of course there's the stellar dragons moon and sun these are a different category not included in the chromatic metallic uh, spectrum so this is a dark metal dragon um its claws teeth and wings however are uh see-through they seem to be made from some kind of uh transparent metal they still look very sharp and intimidating but they are clear metal whatever they are and so this this thing has a very like um, this is a European style dragon. So the kind of dragon you usually think when you think dragon, two arms, two legs, uh, wings. It's not like the serpent form of the sun and the moon dragon. And it kind of crawls out almost like a cat like posture, very slender and uh, predatory, looking around. And it sees you and it's begins slinking over. Its clear wings spread to catch the uh, moonlight above. Yeah, lovely, lovely to meet you. Have you uh, come out to do some dancing with us? Mmm. Hello there. <laughs> Hello there, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> it appears that you four are lost. Oh no, we are exactly where me mean to be. This dragon begins circling the group of you on your on your cardboard platform, uh, just like eyeing you up. It's a uh, claws clicking on the ice and its uh teeth bared and you could see through its teeth into its mouth which is dark black its tongue is black as well and it's it's smiling drake's mech adopts a b-boy stance (laughs) (laughs) hello my name is sigrid i am a graphene dragon Ooh, do we know anything about what graphene dragons hold good question uh hoard not hold hoard words they're the ones inside pencils that they replaced lead, right? <laughs> That's graphite. It's a different form of carbon. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, why don't we roll now? This is good. So uh, history, I think, again? Yeah. Hooray. I get advantage again. I've actually got a piece of graphite that's been stuck in my leg for 25 years. Oh, no. What's it doing there? Yeah. I was just in class. I had a really sharp pencil. I accidentally stabbed myself. No big whoa. Oh. Sorry, did not mean to roll that again. Oh, I'm not participating in any history checks, by the way. <laughs> That's just not happening. If Dreg does not participate, means we have a 9, an 11, and an 18. So the group fails if Dreg does not Come on, Dreg. participate. Oh, for fuck's sake. You're still going to fail. Oh, all right, I crit. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So Dreg's like, I don't want to help. And they're like, Dreg, we're going to die. And Dreg's like, fine, I know it's secret weakness. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, Dreg, you crit. While the other people are watching this graphene dragon circle dangerously, you, as a security expert, are in fact aware that graphene dragons uh, hoard weapons. 
they love weapons and you know this because they're a great source for weapons if you can if you can uh get a contact who's a graphene dragon they're the best arms dealers oh really yeah i have just the thing (laughs) oh do you i do (laughs) what do you have theoretically i guess well okay yeah from the mech he's gonna shoot out uh one of the cronin guns that he's been carrying around since the uh uh big shell yeah so uh drag you put uh, a shock t the rygar biological weapon uh on the ice in front of sigrid the graphene dragon and she looks down at it and she says hmm curious where did you find this i know people uh, Sigurd kind of claws it closer to her and says, you wouldn't happen to have any more, would you? Maybe. Hmm. Sounds like you want to make a deal. Sounds like you're not that committed to this party. <laughs> if you had seen the inside, you'd know that you aren't a threat. I never thought I was. <laughs> what's, what's the situation that they're shaping up like? Oh, Volhard has it in his head that he's going to take a shot at the king. Yes, we knew that much. Um, I, I suppose my question is, what's the, what's the mood in the room? <laughs> Same as it always is. A lot of talk and a lot of ego. And then they all go home thinking that they were the smartest ones in the room. And Kajita rules on. Can I throw my shock? Uh, we all have one, right? Yep. Yeah, you guys actually have the Snallygaster has a whole shipment that you took from the people who are going to try to take over the Caravella organization. And if th- I'm just going to say this plain out, if you guys give Sigrid all your shaktis, she will help you. Yeah. 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 It's... Yep. That's that's the plan, as far as I'm concerned. In terms of support, you could be lending to uh, make sure things pan out how we want them to. What could you do for us? She gathers up all your Shaktis, and you see that they actually start linking together. They, they are these kind of shape-shifting things, but the more you get them together, the more that they can uh, link up into kind of a very large uh, weapon. And you see it kind of becomes like a meaty, tendon-filled uh, gauntlet almost that she slips on, and she's like admiring it like it's a Freddy Cougar glove for this giant <laughs> dragon. And she says, Mmm, delightful. This will make a great addition. If you would like to get inside this meeting, I won't dissuade you, but I'll have to warn you, not all of my brethren are so easily won over. <laughs> well, like, how about give us some deets, some stats? We gave you a really cool glove, both fashionable and uh, utilitarian. <laughs> <laughs> you certainly did. Follow me. And she traces like her her Shakti gauntlet across Dreg's mech like playfully, and then leads the way. Does she want a bone, Dreg? I don't know. I just decided to go like full camp with her, and I love her now. Yeah, she's wonderful. Can she join our crew? Can we fit her on the ship? Yeah, <laughs> just get in there, lady. She can like curl around the outside of it, right on top. Yeah. Um, you guys uh, enter this uh, giant ice fortress this black frost fortress here at the north pole of hypatia she enters she brings you into like the uh foyer and you see that like everything here is dragon sized um and there are some uh dragons who have taken other forms almost all of them are shapeshifters and some of them are getting refreshments and stuff you hear 
shouting from the great hall on the other side of the fortress. So you're not close to Volhard yet. Um, and this, the dragons see you come in, but they see that you're with Sigrid and she just like, you know, nods and winks or whatever. And they leave you alone. And she takes you kind of to a side room and says, inside here, you'll find an ally who may be able to get you into the meeting hall with your heads attached. Well, I certainly am quite attached to my head. I would like to keep it that way. Good luck. Okay, we enter the room. I hate it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't like Sigrid anymore? No, Sigrid's fine. Oh, no, I like Sigrid. I'm worried about the- I like Sigrid. I just don't like your weird voice. I'm worried about the unknown that's in there, because you said it like we should be worried about what's in there. Yeah, you got really close to the mic on that one. Mm. No, stop. <laughs> so weird. Very horny for this dragon. <laughs> Somebody who's supposedly never been horny, you do a, a really horny voice. I've never done that joke on the show, but that's you the haven't? thing I say. Oh. I don't think so. In real life, I always say I've never been horny. It's <laughs> never been horny He says it once. a lot. He says it all the time, 24-7. So you guys open this big uh, door made of black ice, and you see inside uh, is a hot tub full of dragons. I really want to get in the hot tub with the dragons, but I feel like that's a bad idea. Then I'll be. I think that's a pimp move. Yeah. I'm just going to get in, yo. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> all right. So you guys in your mechs, which I assume are waterproof, get into this giant uh, uh, hot tub with all these dragons. And um, the one of the dragons that seems to be in charge looks to the other ones around him and says, bitches leave. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> well, um. That's good. It'll give us more privacy to talk when all of them leave. Uh, the dragon who seems to be in charge here is a pink dragon. Wow. I love it. Oh, that's like a little salamander thing. That's like a little axolotl dragon. I, in fact, I googled axolotl dragon because that's what I had in my mind. And I found some that were close, but nothing exactly what I had in mind. But yeah, this is a big European style dragon, uh, which has a bunch of head frills, which are reminiscent of the axolotl, which is a salamander. People call it like the, a fish, but it's it's a salamander technically. Um, axolotls are famous for their ability to regrow limbs. So you know that's something about this pink dragon probably is that fighting it's going to be very difficult. Uh, but it's giant and it's relaxing in this hot tub. And also, once again, it's a pink dragon. And you'll remember what, what I said about uh, metallic cutie. and color names. <laughs> we do more rolls, see if we know about what pink dragon's like. Yeah, sounds like you should. I crit again. Fucking hell, did you really? <laughs> what? I got a 22 and I didn't even Yeah, crit. I don't, you got, no one else needs to roll. <laughs> I had advantage. I botched and then got a 16. <laughs> I saved myself. I, I have advantage with dragon knowledge. Uh, we have a 22 and a crit. Here's what I'm going to say. Leah Myra, you know this person. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Is this the dragon I learned Draconic from? Yeah. Let's say it is. Yes. I, this wasn't planned. It is now. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have to give you something for that crit. Oh. Uh, so this is, this is Akira. Okay, okay, how am I going to do this? Um, or Akira, if you want to say it with a American yeah. mouth. Um, my, my goodness. Akira, is that you? Goodness it is. Um, I, I've not had much chance to use my draconic uh, until today, but uh, no one seems to have had any trouble understanding me, so thank you for that. <laughs> 
<laughs> Let me take a look at you. Spin around. And Melbeck in Mac is going to sort of do a gentle pirouette in the hot tub. Hmm. <laughs> Why did we ever stop seeing each other, Melbeck? Well... Dreg's looking at this like, really? <laughs> uh, this asshole? I, uh, you know... I was I was busy I was busy seeing places you were busy doing your thing we just we were just going different places in life but it's a shame cuz we you we had a great time it's a tragedy like ships passing in the night yes who are your friends oh these are the uh people I've been traveling with recently they're uh they're good folks um you know, keep me in line when I'm being a bit foolish, but you know, that's 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 always been me. Um, actually I didn't give you for the crit what pink dragons hoard, and that is love. Ha huh. Well Hopefully I can sweet talk her into giving us help and and information then with with some romance, cause gotta have that, that pre existing connection. <laughs> Yeah, the crit's gonna make this interaction a lot easier. So you just you can get what you want from Akira. What do you what do you uh, think uh, he can do for you? Uh, so I feel like there was something specific in mind that they might be able to help us with because that seemed to be uh, the Graphene Dragon's uh, suggestion. Was that well? They want to break up the party. I mean, that's really yeah, our goal. Yeah. And I don't know if there's maybe they know a person, uh, uh, someone there who is easily peeled out of the group and just. To get this yeah, thing yeah. to stop being a thing. Um, so I'll I'll say to say to them um, about this this whole meeting thing going on here today. Uh, I suppose you're aware of all the uh, ins and outs going on there. Yes, Volhard wants to start some sort of coalition to get the interlopers out of Markov. <laughs> you know how it is. Yes, I I I'm aware of these kind of things and. I'll, I'll put it simply, it's not in it's not in my best interest for him to be successful. Um, I don't know if you've got any skin in this game, but uh, is there anything you could be doing to help us? Obviously, I'm not asking for this for nothing. I We have lost connection for a while, but how about when this is over? I promise to come back and we'll spend some good time together. Oh my god. <laughs> are, you, <laughs> are you trying to say that you'll go on a date with this dragon if they'll if you'll help if they'll help destroy this meeting? Yeah, no, that is totally what I'm going for is like, hey, hey, I'll come back and go on a date with you. We had like we had good chemistry, right? I'll go on a date with you if you help us. <laughs> so I well once again, I just want to zoom in on this picture. There's four mechs in a hot tub with a pink dragon that looks like an axolotl. So can we all have just a moment of silence for this extremely good image. Thank you. Um, <laughs> what is uh, what does Akira look like in the humanoid form he takes? Uh, let's. Uh, and one thing I will just point out for inconsistency, possibly, is I think earlier when I mentioned humanoid form, I think I use female pronouns. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Almost all high-level dragons are shapeshifters. Evolved. I wanted to make sure yeah. that was maybe on the air because obviously a switch in pronouns is a thing. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, um, I'm gonna say in their their humanoid form, they are, or at least as I knew them, were were a gif. Um, 
I I think that might have been helped uh, Captain Malbec to sort of set, settle settle into that. Well, <laughs> I'm just my brain immediately was like a sexy pink hippo. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm up for sexy pink hippo. Um, as Steven Universe has taught me, just add pink to a thing and they're cute now. Okay. Um, so uh, Akira says, I can do you one better. How about I escort you to the Great Hall? Oh, you reckon you can manage that? And not get us just kicked to shit when we get there? <laughs> you have my word. However... I think we'll need to be dressed appropriately for the occasion. What did you have in mind? Akira turns into a sexy pink hippo. We're not all going to have to be hippos, are we? (laughs) (laughs) No, Akira's saying, get out of your mechs. Oh, can we safely do that? Oh. It's really cold here. It sucks, but uh, one of your favorite terrains is Arctic, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I, I get... Uh, advantage on checks and stuff and and uh, what is it? I don't get slowed down um, we can't get lost uh, a, bunch of, a bunch of cool shit yeah basically as an arctic ranger you can ha- uh, help the team there won't be any penalties to being out of your mechs Bizarre. well in that case out we get and I trust Austin not to like trick us and have our mechs go missing later <laughs> I say out loud because I trust him yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's just a sign of non-aggression because you can't walk into that room made of guns. Yeah, no, and fair. I I I I trust I trust this person. I I get out my Mac. Akira's going to walk you guys all to the great hall. It takes a lot longer to get there cuz you're not dragon sized anymore. You guys wow. are trudging across the black ice. Do you want to talk to uh each other or him? So, is being a dragon fun? Extremely. <laughs> how how actually committed to this thing do you think most of these dragons are? <laughs> if any of them were committed, we wouldn't be here. We'd be out there fighting. Oh. We're here because we're not committed. That's hopeful. So yeah, how, I, I, I'm just curious how you've been. How's this life been treating you? <laughs> I must say, with all these wars, love has been in short supply. My horde dwindles. Oh, let me tell you about my son. I love him so much. <laughs> you have a you had a uh, a baby Bjorn for your mech, so I guess you're carrying Objectivist in your necklace now. Yeah, inside my coat to keep him warm. I am told that I experience love. <laughs> yeah, we do. It is like hunger for my heart. <laughs> Ugh, as 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 someone who's sort of made their thing traveling the galaxy, finding finding that feeling where it can be found. I I. I empathize with a lack of love. It's it's getting further harder and harder to find across across the expanse. Yeah, I have an older son. He's really hard to get along with sometimes. <laughs> but I still love him very much. <laughs> Drake's never experienced love. He has nothing to add to this conversation. <laughs> oh my Don't god. You love the- don't you love the Snallygaster because you're devoted to us? Eh. It's a kind of love, bitch. Eh. Big Star loves himself, right? Big Star's gonna say, my comrade is currently being held captive and I don't really have too much of a mind to this sort of nonsense right now. <laughs> what? I thought you suck my dick, Big Star. Oh, 
all others was good to throw in is I'm very glad that my 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 history of dating life has finally come in useful on a mission. See, I told you, I told you, me, me meeting people everywhere I went was was a good idea. Somewhere, both Irene and Ragnar are sad because they helped. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm being. Does the pink I'm... dragon feel my love? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, the picture. <laughs> The pig dragon is high after your love for your son. Oh, I love it. Thank you. It's so powerful. Yes. Um, my baby boy, my sweet, sweet child. Yeah. Uh, so you guys get to the grand hall doors, just these two titanic black ice doors. And I think um, Sigrid shows back up because I love her as well. I'm getting very attached to all these dragons. I don't know if we'll ever see again. Um, <laughs> and she is still in huge dragon form. And oh. she... Yeah. Oh, all I was going to say, Austin, is if you're worried about never seeing them again, you could always do a one-shot about some dragons. <laughs> you just do Dragon Quest. Oh, yeah. fuck, that's already a thing. Um, and Sigurd smirks at you all because you're too small to open the doors, and she opens them for you. Uh, and you see this grand hall, this long table, which has food all over it. Uh, mostly, like, there's, like, a... a um, a Neophilid, one of the giant serpents. There's um a Kindori, one of the whales you guys saved before. There's no. like uh like parts of Tarasks, like they cut no. off. Obviously the Tarasks just grow back whatever's cut off of them. Um but yeah, like there's big food for big boys, and this this hall is full of every kind of metallic and chromatic dragon from Dungeons and Dragons history, and at the head of the table is Volhard the Moon Dragon, a winged serpent who glows with otherworldly white light, and he's giving a speech to the others. <clears throat> What's his voice like? Good question, Austin. It's stupid. Huh? Probably stupid. Yeah, because he's a jerk. What's mm, that? One? Yes, my father mm. has a yacht. Mmm, as a moon dragon, I think we should all band together and take down Kajita and his fancy pants. <laughs> <laughs> and the other dragons are like this is bullshit Volhard he has radioactive breath he's gonna <laughs> fucking own us and Volhard's like mm, you've given up before the fight has even begun cowards the lot of you it's got even more nasally what do you sound like now <laughs> uh, so you guys uh, you guys walk into the hall you're just like these little uh, people like they can just pick you up on the end of their fingernails and everyone turns and looks at you sup uh in Indraconic, before anyone says anything in common, Melbeck's going to chime in just like, um, oh, don't stop on our account. Sorry, we were just, we were just having a catch up. Felt like being a bit small for the second, but uh, continue going. <laughs> Volhard looks at Akira, who transforms back into a big pink dragon, and says, <laughs> you wouldn't believe who I met outside. Oh yes, what what a funny story. Passing like ships in the night, both of us just sort of came came and went. No idea that this was the situation. Don't we feel silly now? Volhard says, "Oh, the GIF who won the fifteenth annual drinking contest at Centauria Alpha Four. I. It helps when you can drink beyond the limits of what." A gift should be able to drink, I'll just say that. Garçon, bring out the fine wine. I think we have ourselves a little competition brewing. <gasps> Is this a drinking contest with a dragon? Yeah, I, I think Volhard's gonna take uh, human form to try to drink you under the table. 
Oh. Oh, oh. does he have a white sweater tied around his neck? <laughs> yes. Uh, in fact, Lauren, you seemed like you're on some something. Describe Volhard's humanoid form for me. All right. Khakis. Tucked in polo. I think maybe blue. Uh, uh-huh. Belt. Uh, one of those white people shoes. Sperry's. No offense to anybody who wears Sperry's. I would wear them also. Uh, probably, I don't know, blonde or some shit. Stupid hair. Uh, I think probably white hair because of the, the moon. Because he's a frost dragon. He looks like one of those asshole anime boys and like... Oh yeah. Can he be, yeah, he's a definitely a, a, a bastard boyfriend from an anime. Yeah, 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 yeah. The the one that the shoujo heroine always finds herself embroiled with. Yeah, and uh, but he doesn't want to be seen with her because he's too rich. Mm-hmm. You know how it go. Uh, but yeah, he's one of those. All right. So this this really hot is a human. He's an Eladrin because he has white hair. Okay, so Eladrin are basically super elves. They're like elves that don't have pupils in their eyes, and they're uh, much more magical. This is what Eladrin are. I don't know if we mentioned that this season. Uh, so he's this very pretty elf boy with white hair, uh, and they bring over the very special wine and set up a smaller table for you, Melbeck. Uh, do you want to try to outdrink the moon dragon? Uh, I feel like I can't turn this down. Uh, just for the story. Like, this is Melbeck's whole thing. Like, if, if there was a moment for Melbeck to shine, it is this. All right, Constitution saving throw. Uh, you get a plus four to all of those. Okay, yep, that, that is going to help considerably. Um, uh, Volhard rolls 26. Yikes. Whew. Uh, I don't think I can beat that even if I perfect this. Um, no, uh, 13 to start. Uh, maybe re-roll. Mm, maybe. Yeah, let's let's go with a re-roll. Um, Oh, and I'm going to crush some ice and make pigeon cooing noises, because that's ASMR, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you get a plus D8. Okay, let's see what that becomes. Uh, that was that was a botch. I'm going to re-roll that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, 21. So it's not a 26, but I'm at least keeping pace a bit. Yeah, I'm, so if you you want to keep the 7 from the D8 and you want to re-roll the 9, maybe? Because if you get a 19 or a 20, you'd win. Oh, yes, yes, I see. Okay, so, yeah, go on. Let's do one more re-roll and re-roll that, uh, that, that 9 that was a component in that. It's a 10% yeah. chance. Uh, so that 9's now a 19, which brings me up to 31. Wow. There you go, 31 on drinking. <laughs> I told you you could do it. You just had to... Yeah. Pr- all right, so how, how many levels of exhaustion do you take to drink Volhard under the table? Uh, I'm up to, uh, I took three levels of exhaustion there, I believe. All right, yeah, it's pretty good. So everyone, yeah. everyone's crowded around. It's like a big moment. Apparently Volhard is like a famous hard drinker and they bring out like the draconic wine and you're just this like sexy hippo they've all heard stories about from. <laughs> oh, they've all heard stories about me, huh? Yeah, apparently Akira is like a famous playboy and he's told stories about the sexy hi- hippo he hooked up with. <laughs> nice. And now you're here and everyone's like, oh, God, it's her. And then you just drink, you drink the boss under the table. Uh, he looks like he's winning at first. He's a dragon. He has like magical resistances. And this is really powerful wine. But then Sasha, you know, Sasha cheats a little bit. Let's be honest. But uh, do I? I don't think so. I think I was just I uh, gave her I just gave her some morale. Mm-hmm. But at the end of uh, Volhard uh, taps out first and says, hmm, his stories are true. I'm nothing if not good with my alcohol. 
it's it's somewhat of a trademark for me at this point. Oh, <laughs> uh, what else are you good at, Captain Melbeck? Well, from the from the chatter I'm hearing, you already know what I'm good at. Whoa, <laughs> got real horny. <laughs> In a, <laughs> I am a gentleman, of course. I meant something much more respectable, like <laughs> killing. I'm good at talking to people and getting to the root of who wants what and how that's going to play out. Uh, Volhard and Akira and Sigurd all take dragon forms and uh, Sigurd and Akira scoop up two of, you know, one in each hand. Volhard doesn't have any limbs, so he can't. <laughs> and they begin taking you to the next room out of the Great Hall as the other dragons protest. They're like, boss, we came here to talk about killing. Where are you going? Come on. <laughs> Come on, guy. And they're just taking you to this other room where uh, Volhard has a collection of trophies. Now, hold on. Mm-hmm. When, when you s- yeah, yeah, let's define... Let's define trophies. Yeah, can, can, can we, we define def- trophies? Define trophies could mean a lot of things. Uh, they are people frozen in black ice. There we go. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's what I was worried about. Abort! Abort! So Akira has Melbeck and Sasha in each hand, and Sigrid has Dreg and Big Star in each hand, and ahead, Volhard's like flitting between the statues, and you see that there are of various species. There's illithids, there's humans, there's uh Tarask, there are other dragons and they're all frozen in black frost and volhard says my powers are great but kajita is my greatest foe if you could see your way clear to helping our effort i think you'd find the rewards are legendary <laughs> uh see The thing is, I know that you're trying to put on the big intimidation act, obviously. This is the room we're in. Um, You've just been in a room where everyone loves me and has watched me drink you under the table. And if I don't go back in there, I'm sure there's going to be more than a few raised eyebrows. So I think that this isn't necessarily as one-sided of a conversation as... uh, you necessarily want to act like it is. Oh, of course not, Captain. I'm n- <laughs> not trying to intimidate you. He's drunk, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, and I'm hoping this helps with the whole trying to bargain with a dragon thing. I was hoping to impress you with my accomplishments. I take it you were not impressed. Anyone can solve a problem by just hitting it with a big enough whatever you want to hit it with. I find far more interesting the more difficult solutions to those problems. Like, to me, just beating down a problem with brute force is never the most interesting way to solve things. Perhaps not the most interesting, but the most effective, which is what brings us here today. Kajita is the most powerful being in Markov, and yet he lets these colonizers run roughshod over our planets. Illithids, soul, anyone who can hold a gun can take what they want from our lands. Now, well, hang on a second here. We're, we're missing an opportunity here. 
I mean, we are about to perform an assault on a, an Invicta outpost that's full of people who are interlopers from Seoul. Yeah, Kajita's not the enemy, my dude. We're, we got aligned interests for the moment. I, I want to say, you guys say this out loud, because this is, Volhard has a response to this. He says, Kajita is the conduit of perfection. He sees the world and thinks it's already as good as it can be. He only seeks novelty to fritter away his days. I am also the conduit of perfection. I know the world is imperfect, but through our actions, it could be made perfect. See, the thing that worries me is I look at this room full of lots and lots of people who you didn't dis- didn't agree with, who were just sort of frozen without much chance to have recourse. I hear you talk about various species being interlopers, and my question is just, what is your vision of perfection? Because that's an important question for us to see if we see eye to eye on. My vision of perfection for Markov is a Markov for Markovians. <laughs> what does that even mean, my dude? Uh, that means no soul species. It means make Markov great again. Oh god, I hate it. Yeah, a little bit. It. So here's the th- here's the thing, like I did this. Yeah, so I I'm not a big fan of the idea of siding with this this dragon. I I don't like that as a as an option. Um, I'm not I'm, crazy about siding with it, but well, aren't we just gonna pretend we are? But you know, having it assault Invicta, I mean, or that too, tricking it into assaulting Invicta is also a good idea. Maybe, but the problem there is like a you're emboldening him on a route of what is presumably going to be genocide. And B, it doesn't deal with the immediate problem of, are we maybe enabling him to kill the other, the, the sun dragon, in order for a short-term game? If he rallies this group to go against Invicta, they may suffer some losses, which diminishes their capacity to rise up against Kajita. Like, this could kill two birds with one stone. But I feel like the dragons don't really want to do, they're like fed up with him. That's why I, I was hoping that Mel, but I kind of want to like sneak out and go talk to the dragons by myself. Um, yeah, you got, if, if you guys want to split up and talk to different dragons, uh, Melbeck winning the drinking contest means you guys are free to uh, fraternize here. You're, you're all welcome now. Um, so let's, let's split off. Who wants to talk to Sigrid? Is that the graphene one? Yeah, I'll talk to that one. I want to go with Big Star, Strength in Numbers. All right, so let's have a conversation with Sigrid real quick. Uh, Big Star uh, and Sasha break off to talk to the Graphene Dragon. Hello again, little ones. Hi. How are you? How's your How's your glove? Mmm, rapturous. No. Mm. Please control your language in front of my child. Sorry, am I no. too horny for you? <laughs> <laughs> Please, there's a baby in the room. <laughs> um, so Sigrid, what's the what's the what's the dilly? What's been going on in this here little conference? Kajita the Sun Dragon lets colonizers run all over the system, taking what they want, killing who they want. And Volhard is tired of it. Of course, his solution is to kill anyone who's not from Markov. 
It's... That seems like a bad idea. Controversial, to say the least. Where do you stand on this matter? Yeah. Do they ever ask how Sigurd feels? <laughs> uh, you guys want to roll persuasion to kind of uh, pit, bring her to your side? You got, uh, with advantage, because you guys gave her weapons. You're the only ones who have directly fulfilled a dragon's horde request. Uh, 21. 19. Hell yeah, that's you guys crushed it. Well, we almost both botched, too. <laughs> we both almost botched. Yeah, Sigurd says, Volhard may be an extremist, but he does have a point. Kajita, for all his talk of the perfect world, has had no compunctions about destroying worlds that don't conform to his vision. But is it worth getting radioactive breathed on? <laughs> what has Volhard done for you, Sigrid? Well, he throws incredible banquets. Yeah, come, enjoy the hospitality, go home and don't get murdered. You would not believe the guy we've got cooking on our ship right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Seriously. I, I know I'm not in this conversation, but I've just thought of a potential angle, which is person, per, cool person that they all like who just drunk uh, the, the moon dragon under the table. Mm -hmm. uh, they're not from Markov. And that would be someone who is would be potentially lost in that moon dragon's plan and maybe that is a maybe his plan would not be entirely great i would bet that you could do better yeah girl <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you mean strike out of my own take over <laughs> okay. okay well i don't know about take over but i mean you know. i know a way for you to kill the moon dragon okay so we're here whoa Oh, no. Whoa. Uh, let's go back to Volhard for a second. <laughs> with God, Chris. With Captain Melbeck and uh, Dreg. What are you guys talking to him about? Do you really think there's nothing of value to be, to be found in keeping non-Markov species around? Do you, do you really think that a blanket destruction is going to make, make things perfect? It's not a matter of value. They don't belong here. I've heard the arguments that they bring culture and resources, and if that were all, perhaps it'd be fine. But wherever there are interlopers, there's exploitation. Even without Markov being a factor, if you're trying to wage war against someone else and trying to use other people as your pawns, you're fighting a war you can't win, and you're taking advantage of others and trying to sway them to you. Is it really so different? I can win. If all of our Draconic brethren band together, we could strike Kajita down. And without him defending the colonizers, we can drive them from the system. And how many of your friends would die? How many times have I been asked that question today alone? <laughs> Well, okay, let's paint you a different one. Has there really never been anyone from outside of Markov that you would miss? <laughs> Surely there's someone you would miss. <laughs> uh, so you drag him under the table, so I'm, gonna, I'm not going to make you roll for this. I'm just going to say, I see what you're driving at, Gif. If my plan were to come to pass, I would have no problem sparing the Gif 
or the Thrykreen, who have no home to return to, or the Rygar, who are similarly situated. I'm not looking to ban exiles and those in need. Only the exploiters. You say exploiters as if you can paint an entire group with that broad brush. I I barely think that it's fair to tar a whole group, no matter how small it be, by the actions of the few. Your nuance does little to save lives, Captain. Damn, it's cold. Your pragmatism does very little to save the lives of your people. Damn, that's also cold! Yeah, this is a really good back and forth. Okay, back to Sigrid. <laughs> Oh, no. No, 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 no. No? No, that's what Sasha says when immediately upon Big Star saying the thing he said. She, uh, okay, so Sigrid's gonna take humanoid form to whisper about assassination here. Have we established a Sigrid form yet? What's she look like? Lost from Full Metal Alchemist. Uh, I'm... That's what I was gonna say, Chris! I love you! (laughs) Thank you. We've gone the full gamut this episode. Okay, so a, a, a very conventionally attractive dark-haired woman. With her titties out. <laughs> okay, just because she has a horny voice didn't mean, doesn't mean she needed to be naked. <laughs> She's not naked, just her titties are out. Okay, uh, so Sigrid takes a human form to, to cuddle up to Big Star and Sasha and says, So what did you have in mind? No. I believe that there is something... Powerful enough to be involved in this war between the dragons that could tip the scales. Go on. I am curious to see and hear what your vision of the future would be and what aid it is to us in our mission, should we enable you. I don't know that I have a grand vision. I am the conduit of blades. I get things done. I don't think about the big picture so much. So maybe don't do the bad thing. You see that shit now that she's taking a human form, her uh, shock tea gauntlet is just on her hand, her human hand now. Like an opera glove? Yeah. Ah, so good. I hear everyone talk about the conflict in Markov as having two sides, soul and the illithids. But how many times have you spared a thought for the people of Markov? Who takes the solitaire's side? Who takes the doar's side? War is never so simple. But I like I like where you're going with that, Sigrid. Let's talk it out over some... I was going to say hot cocoa, but you're not going to eat a blade cocoa? I don't know. <laughs> Do you have any particularly sharp drinks? Yes, uh, some really pointy ice. Uh-huh. Uh, and I could put daggers in chocolate milk. For yeah, you. yeah, I'll put some daggers in some chocolate milk. Dagger milk. Dagger <laughs> milk is going to be all the rage. Sounds positively scintillating. And let's just not commit any murders today. So just like group discussion, like, could we maybe sell them on kill the moon dragon? No. Just hear me out. And then, like, be second <laughs> under on! the sun dragon. Because they said they're not a big, big picture person. So, like, just let them be like, yeah, let the, let the sun dragon pick the big picture. You just be the... You get to be the big person that, like, made this happen for the sun dragon. So, you know... 
Kajita's big picture is it's perfectly okay for racist fascists to control this system. We need to get on the sun, you guys. We need to get them both on side. I mean, they really, they, they have the same problem. They're fools. Both willing to have racists be in the system. It's just, you know. Mm. I hate it. I hate your dragon puzzle. Yeah, it's a thinker. <laughs> can we get? Can we kill both the dragons? Does Does the blade dragon know like how to get to the sun? Uh, Sasha quits. She's gonna go on to be the CEO of Dagger Milk Incorporated. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope that picked up on Mike. Dagger Milk Incorporated is incredible. But, but like, <laughs> just just to get that question out there though, does does Sword Dragon know how to? Uh, Get get could they get they get us to to the sun? Dreg's gonna go rally the Caravella family and become the exclusive distributor of products for Dagger Milk. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, everyone just says, "Okay, Olivia's just captured. We're just gonna have to live with that." Let's all start Dagger Milk Incorporated. Dreg and Sasha start a company. Uh, Captain Melbit's gonna be the sexy spokesperson who like drinks so much. Dag- there we go. It just keeps doing like drink rerolls in order to stomach the Dagger Milk to make it look tasty. Snap into a Dagger Milk, and then he fucking he does a guitar solo. <laughs> Okay, so this is no longer Dice Smoke, this is Dagger Milk the Podcast. (laughs) Austin, are you enjoying us avoiding the difficult problem you have given us? Because it's a tough one. Part of the question, too, is what are we trying to make our end goal here? Because if we want to get just enough power to assault the Invicta base, I imagine the dragons here are more than sufficient enough to do it. But if our goal is to go to the sun... I don't think that there's a world in which Sasha lets us leave without going to the sun to meet Oh, yeah, no, I will kill you all. Yeah, no. (laughs) The dragons absolutely could help you assault Drift Park, but then uh, Cassius teleports inside all four of you and you die. Yeah, then we explode. Yeah, that's that's not a problem we can solve with brute force. I guess that we probably need Mothman's help. I think dagger milk flavors strawberry... (laughs) Chocolate. Dagger. Uh, scimitar. <laughs> and newt. And newt. It sounds weird, but it's everyone's favorite. Uh. The offer Big Star would say is give the Blade Dragon the knowledge on how to kill the Moon Dragon. Let that dragon take over and see how that shifts the balance with the, the Sun Dragon then. There does seem like there's maybe a truce ground of maybe these dragons could agree on kill Invicta, but leave the rest of the non-Markov species alive? No, Kajita is explicitly going to defend Invicta. He thinks the world is perfect the way it is. Eh. Also, killing Invicta starts a war with Sol. Yeah. Why don't we just leave Melbeck alone with the moon dragon? She can scratch behind his ears a little bit till he falls asleep, and then we'll send in Sigrid to finish the deal. Um, Sasha is tired of this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go talk to... Fuck, who did we talk to? There was the Axolotl. Uh, Akira. Akira. I'd like to go see that cutie. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Akira is a sexy pink hippo. Hey, I liked you better as a dragon. One moment. <laughs> Akira becomes a giant axolotl dragon. 
Is this better? Yeah, that's the cute stuff. <laughs> can I sit on? Can I? Can I write on you? Sure. Thanks. Do you love it? I do. It's really nice. <laughs> I'm having the time of my life. Uh, I like to think Objectorist is also having fun. Mm-hmm. That's That is exactly what I wanted out of you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so how do you feel about this whole go against Kajita thing? My position is always that we should have more love in our lives. But unfortunately, the Illithid Empire requires brains. The Soul Empire requires graphene. And Markov requires liberation. Everyone has needs. I just think this is the wrong way about going about it. You know what I mean? You know, speaking of illicits needing brains, have I told you about this cool project that I was a part of? Am part of? It's hit a hiccup, but we're working on it. (laughs) No, tell me more. I want to tell Akira about the project. Because I think they would love it. Because it's spreading love. So you tell Akira about the Maxwell project? Basically. Is that a bad idea? Akira says, oh, I thought Kajita had destroyed all of that. Huh? What? The Maxwells, after they destroyed Ragaria, he set that planet to the torch. Oh, well, I just learned something fun. I'll have to talk about that with him later. (laughs) Yes, if Kajita's known for anything, it's being very open-minded about destroying planets. Yeah. I did bring him a lot of Hot Pockets. I feel like he'll Mm. talk to me about it. The best ones, too, the ham and cheese, the OG. I prefer the ones with bacon. I do enjoy bacon, but just something about that ham and cheese. I like the ones filled with just static. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's good. Do you guys want to maybe reconvene to have a conversation? Yes, I would like to tell people things. All right, Volhard, Akira, and Sigrid are going to have a little conversation, and then the bastards get together. So uh, I'm going to tell them the thing I learned. That the Maxwells are what destroyed Rygaria and spread the Rygar throughout the galaxy. And in order to cover that up, Kajita destroyed the entire planet with his radioactive breath. Yes. That's interesting and new information. We should kill the sun dragon. I feel like that's not really a vi- He, a whole planet, Big Star, with his just, he breathed on it and the whole planet. Big Star, a whole planet. We should kill the sun dragon. There are a lot of big guys in this room who we could use to block the breath. <laughs> I do like your thinking, Objectivist. I I wonder if there is hypothetically enough dragons to kill both of those dragons. <laughs> oh my god. Everything's on the table. We need a way to the sun. I would like to talk to the sun dragon, though, to perhaps understand why. I would like for you to not talk to the sun dragon. I believe it is extremely important to know why the dragon eliminated the potential chance to save all of the illithids. If it is such a perfect being, it should have an answer. I also would like to get to the sun so that we could figure out how to defeat Cassius so we can save Olivia. Do you guys want to go talk to Kajita one more time? Get back in your mechs and go back? Yeah, sure. All right, so the team excuses themselves. They're going to go back to the 
the Grand Hall and debate some more, trying to gather support. You guys hop back in your mechs and fly back to Kajita, who's coiled around the mountain waiting for your report. I would like to ask you a question, Sun Dragon. Of course. What happened to all the mechs, Wills? How did you find out about this? Did Volhard attempt to sway you? A reason of which we know that knowledge is not as relevant to me right now. I am very curious to know why you did what you have. Volhard never understood the threat they posed. The Maxwells are a danger to all sentient life. I do not regret destroying that planet. A good friend of mine has been working on research that could potentially save an entire civilization using the Maxwells. Where? Where? Drift Park. Kajita flies away. Oh no, we're all going to get teleported inside. Oh no. God damn it, I told you not to talk to it. No, Aust- Austin explicitly told us that if we sent one of the dragons to deal with Drift Park, Cassius would just... Oh, that is a problem. Uh, the sun dragon is going to destroy Drift Park with his atomic breath, killing Olivia. Yeah, no. If it escapes. So the sun dragon's flying away. What do you do? Uh, get in the mechs and fly after it to convince it back. Kajita, there's actually not any Maxwells there. He's just an idiot. That's true. He literally has no idea what he's talking about any of the time. Have you been listening to him? Look, my idiot friend was trying to get you to to do something for for our immediate gain. Let's talk seriously about this. Uh, Kajita opens his jaws and begins charging a radioactive atomic blast. Roll initiative. And the sky up above And think What am I made of? Am I full of sorrow? Am I hurt and pain? Or am I filled with love? I stay at the stars if you had to put one Nintendo character in your mouth, which would it be? Um. Wrong, Yoshi. So, <laughs> no, there's totally like this. Uh, I forget her name, but there's an Animal Crossing rhino who just looks. It's supposed to be like Strawberry Shortcake. Like what? She's got like whipped cream for a horn. Meringue? Yeah, meringue. Come on, her name's even food. Well, that's not even fair. She just looks edible. That's what I was saying. That's like saying the the vanilla ice cream Pokemon. I feel like you're just mad that I came up with a better answer than you. Okay, if you had to put one credit from March 2019 in your mouth, what would it be? A barking dog. That's the first credit. You can't just read the list. I have to do the music first. Well, maybe if you wouldn't hold me hostage in the credits. I'm not. They don't know about the the credits prison I've erected. They should just always assume I'm in credits jail. 
Okay, the music credits for March 2019 are Layton's theme, Electro Swing, an arrangement of Layton's theme, Professor Layton and the Curious Village by the musical Ghost. Yeah, it is! She Sorry. loves Professor Layton. Where the Demon Sleeps, so an arrangement of Music Box from Silent Hill by Overclock Remix, and Big Shell West Bristol, an arrangement of Can't Say Goodbye to Yesterday from Metal Gear Solid 2 by Overclock Remix. Wow! You sure know your music! <laughs> yep, reading, <laughs> reading a list is the same as knowing a lot about it. So <laughs> that's what school taught me. Damn, uh, got him. Got him. Uh, executive producers. Hey, y'all. <laughs> uh, for March 2019 are a barking dog. A Bozog blew my cover too. Brent is coming for you. Is that supposed to be read like a nursery rhyme? Uh, it's clearly like a sequel movie. Like A Bozog blew my cover too. Colon. Brent, Brent is, is coming, coming for you. you. Also, you spelled coming weird, but not in like a sexy way. <laughs> calming. Calming. We can't just like dunk on our fans. <laughs> I don't I think they come here for us to junk. Junk. Yeah, they come here for us to junk on them. <laughs> Stop it. I'm going to junk all over you. Abigail Grace. Abeleth versus Pangolin. Pangolin, Pangolin you, wins. Did you see the Pangolin video where he's like ripping that wall apart? No, but I am already proud of him. Very strong. Uh, Aftershock conduit of AOC 2024. Will she even be old enough to run in 2024? That's a good question. How old is she? She's like 27. She's... Oh, good. She's not younger than me. She has to. You have to be 35 to run. Maybe it's just for Congress. Anyway, Aki Savalainen. Albert West. Aaliyah. Alex Vepra. Alice in the Purple. <gasps> An otter making cute gurgling noises as it eats. Can you recreate that for us? Uh, it's not like, no, you kind of though. Yeah, it's really good. Andrew Birmingham. Andrew Feggy. Connor of needing to give phonetic spelling itself. Joke's on you, Andrew. I'm dumb. <laughs> Joke's on you. We needed it. Andrew Grothen. Andy Harkins. Anime Jesus. Anna. Anna, conduit of procrastination. Which one's your cat? Both. <laughs> okay. She's so she supportive. Anthony, patron of Dora. A.R. McKitty. Arachnovolt, conduit of Oscar-winning animated films and credit justice. These credits need justice. Arja Limite. Arjun de Koenig. Ashley. No, just Ashley. August Rue. Austin Shamrocksky. <laughs> Austin the Possum Refugee. I'm more of a possum than I am Irish, just for the record. That's true, you're not very Irish. Not at all, Ukrainian. Austin Yorsky, conduit of good boy itself. I try. Austin's favorite lasagna. It never occurred to me I could have a favorite lasagna. Are there different flavors? I just feel like it's like lasagna itself. Like the perfect lasagna. Oh, they're all perfect. Like all dogs are good dogs. All lasagna is good lasagna. Austin, Penelope the cat, your queen, demands you give Lauren hugs. <laughs> okay, I do not acknowledge Penelope the cat as my regent, but I will hug. Thanks. Awesome, Yorski. Aw, they love you. Conduit of funk. Yeah, there's an alphabetical, so all the Austin jokes were together. It's not. I'm not that popular. It just seems like it when you put them in that order. Bowright, bitch. You can't just yell at me. Beef Swellington. That's a really good name. We should <laughs> acknowledge me. Beef Swellington for a minute. Uh-huh. AKA Big Star. Beef Swellington, AKA Big Star. Yes. Uh, BJ, conduit of miniature giant space hamsters. So hamsters. Mm-hmm. B-Ray Echo. Birth is a curse. Existence is a prison. Yo. Brady Conduit of failed murder. Just can't get it right. Brandon Williams. 
Brent, the guy who makes them say the really long names in the credits. Yeah, there's some competition for that. Yeah. Brett, conduit of please more weasel, please. Agreed. I'm going to try to shoehorn a weasel into every one shot. Uh, Callum, hey, please keep being excellent. Turner, thank you, Callum. You're not my real dad. Cameron Abbas. Candace, listen to Dice Funk, Starling. I, I do listen. <laughs> Carter Rayner. Charlie, perpetually tired gay chocolate. <laughs> Same. Chris, still bad at meme names, Walling. Oh, he tried. Christopher Charlow. Cody Jackson. Coho Bast. Condiment of cucumber itself. Conduit of flirting with Austin through credits. Do not. <laughs> Do it. It makes him so uncomfortable. Do it. Here, here, let me bring you into my mind prison for a moment. Imagine going to your friends and family and saying, this is my boyfriend. He's a podcaster. Did you feel that deep shame inside yourself? <laughs> Hopefully I've dissuaded you. Well, I'm still a catch. <laughs> that was a good joke. Kareem thinks that Smash Fiction is an excellent, excellent podcast. Please listen to it. Ooh, got an advertisement here. Oh, pay me a bit. Wait, that's how they got there. Okay. <laughs> Correct. Conduit of empty carbs. Uh, is lasagna empty carbs? Yeah, probably. Counterfifth. Sierra Saldana, prophet of R and Jesus. Dawn is giving you a hug. Donning Frost. Delilah Coffin, your lord and savior. So wait, someone's said I'm there. Someone's elected themselves my queen and someone's elected themselves my, our lord and savior. I, I guess that's how you get those jobs now. I can't dispute it. I don't know enough about law. It's almost like nobody. <laughs> I'm sorry. I read ahead. I'm so sorry. <laughs> what have you done? I didn't mean to. I just looked at my phone. <laughs> What'd you do? I said some of the names. Say the next one. Dennis Bankston. Dennis Pancake Detlefson. Devin, Conduit of Evolution. Dylan L. Donnie, Conduit of Atomy Element. Dorian, Conduit of Devotion. Dr. Tao. Dr. Goatman. Dr. Oh, fuck. Dr. <laughs> Izix? Uh-huh, oh, no, Dragon man. in the Server Room. Oh, you get to read the good one. Dylan and Rilla and the Dog, listening on a lazy Sunday morning, also doing D? <laughs> I don't know if they ran out of- Oh, what's D? Uh, maybe they ran out of space, or maybe D is an exciting new drug for the makers of E. Uh, please, Austin, I need you to read the next name for me. Eat a Booty Gang, LLC. <laughs> I love it. They're gonna, they're gonna merge with uh, Dagger Milk Incorporated. Oh, yeah, that's a thing now. I'm hilarious. <laughs> Ebrand, warlord of the Opossum Kingdom. No wonder there's refugees. We've cracked that mystery. Einhar Johansson. Ecorin. Elderbrain, conduit of gooey... Goo, chew, chewing, banana, lama, lama, jamma. <laughs> Fuck. Elderly goose, conduit of failed attempts, but continuing regardless. Same. <laughs> Jesus. Eleanor Nantesis Periton. Aline! But she changed it. Normally we just say that because we're excited about Aline, but that. Yeah, she knew. Emma, moose isn't a dog, bird, or moose. Oh, well, the d- Emma, <gasps> it's that you can't. Mm. Emma, is moose a cat? This was a har- uh, uh, I almost said horcheg, but nobody else knows that word but me. Horcheg is a fun word for hedgehog, people. Look it up. Don't look it up. I made it up. <laughs> There's nothing to look up. There's nothing to look up, but look at hedgehogs. They're great. Every every month, Emma's going to expand the list of things that moose isn't. Oh, I'm very excited to find out what moose is, though. Mm-hmm. Andigo Vendane. Erwan Lelagadek. Extellaris. Florian H. Francois V. Frank Sands. Grimlock. 
Granting Isaac, Conduit of Guilt. Guinevere Cummings. Guys, this has been a great season. Isaac, Conduit of Gavel, Gavel, Gavel. Thank you, Isaac. Good season. Good season. Harley Astor. You okay? You read ahead again, I I can tell. I'm a bad bean. Harrison Andrew. (laughs) Hedron Master. Him's penis broke too. Genital (laughs) boo-boo. It did break. Actually, that says genteel. Gential? That's not a word. (laughs) You know it meant genital boo-boo. Come on. How do I make friends? Regards, condo to social faux pas. Listen, if you don't break your penis, you're ahead of that person. That's true. Hunter Howland, same Hunter. <laughs> I swear, I'll get York in one with Ford's <laughs> Nate right eventually. Sorry, I cannot live up to that. I will never get it right. Listen, we record this once a month. Not a good excuse. We just no, were bad. We're bad. We're bad beans. Ian Morgan. Ingmar Gremmen. Ink the Chondra, Conduit of Ooze, join me in the breeding pool. No! A breeding pool is a shock land from Ravnica. It's the Semic shock land. Oh, it sounds bad. It's it's good if you need green and blue mana. Nerds! Isaac, Conduit of Fist Shark Marketing. Oh no, does that mean you're dead? Oh, damn. <laughs> the show is dead. Ivolition. Evolution? Like someone from Evolese, the country from Final Fantasy Tactics, maybe? Okay, fine. Maybe Lauren doesn't know about stuff. Or it could be Ivolution, and that's just their name. <laughs> I'm probably wrong, but it's fine. Jade Jenkins Jolly Good. I think that's Jade's uh, weasel themed name for the month. Is that a weasel? That's You didn't listen to the one shot. That's the name of the weasel from Shardpoint. I have no attention span, okay? Can't you tell by how long this credits has been going on? That's true. James Neely. Jamie, new generation. <gasps> it's a new Jamie for a new year. <laughs> new year, new Jamie. Janiac, conduit of touching the butt to defy the butt police. Now there's a butt warrant out for you. Are you happy, Janiac? A bolo. Butt on the lookout. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All butts bulletin. All butts bulletin. There we go. Okay. Jared, Golgari, little bro. So Jared is the little brother of Gerard, the former leader of the Golgari Guild. Is that what's happening in this one? Tell us later. Okay. <laughs> Jasper doing it Gibbler style or Gibbler. That's, that's from Full House. No, never watched Full House. Jesus. <laughs> I, although I somehow was managed to pull Dave Coulier's name out of my ass, but, you know. Well, he's famous. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lauren's big timing David Coulier. He's a nerd. <laughs> Jay Logan, conduit of queerness itself. Uh, Jayish Wizard, the Wizard of Jay. Jealous Goddess Cosplay. Jeff Clark. Jen. Jermaine D. Walls. Joanna the Wrench Witch. John Carey, not that one. John Potts. John Barnett. <laughs> Jonathan Colton and Justin Timberlake must re-record 1st of May at Joko T. Joko JT 1st of May. Yeah, it's it's trying to, social media, trying to get the thing to happen. Joseph Tombrello. Josie, conduit of complicated magic systems. Is that a subtweet? Are you subtweeting me? It's not that complicated. G-Man, Jack, and Coke. Julian Phillips. Just imagine a- No, a sad owl. They did that to us last month, too. A happy owl. Much better. Yeah, just the jester. Justin, conduit of good boy itself. Kato Crit, conduit of deception. What are you up to, Kato? Critton. Caster UK. Kate, conduit of instant regret. Keller Automat. Ken, conduit of finally writing this goddamn PhD dissertation. Doing better than me, Ken. Kevin Dobbins. Killer Cotton Shiznow. 
Kinaku fan. Kitty foe. Not thing. Karita. <laughs> I don't know Park why that Force. made me laugh. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. Are you being weird? No. Karita Prime. Damn it, Austin. Other Patreon creators have to read my dumb name too. <laughs> I'm sure it's really interesting for them. They're like, what's this? What's this all about? What's this Austin person? It's like a fun scavenger hunt. Why is everyone beholden to this Austin? I bet somebody has to look at the fucking data and see how many times the word conduit suddenly appeared and they're really weirded out. And they're like, what the fuck? What what kind of electrician motherfucker? <laughs> yeah, the most popular electricity podcast. Christina, conduit of post-scarcity Bozog space communism itself. Let me tell you. Ideal. This is canon. The Bozogs are doing great. I would hope so. What kind of monster would have them be doing bad? They're killing it out there. Kyle Badsvik. Lana Seawolf, Lady of Bones. Levy the Goblin Dude. Lindsay Buckingham. What? Goblins. I love goblins. Goblins. Lindsay Buckingham. Lorne. March comes in like a lion and goes out like a bozog. (laughs) Kate's. So loud. (laughs) (laughs) That was so cute. Loki, Loki. Luke Powers. M. Joe, or is it M. Joe? Okay, stop objectifying Joe. The Cult of Gorfanax. Master Necromancer Extraordinaire, Kiefer Lowe. Matt Lakeets, Conduit of Steve Dave 2.0 2020. Yeah, you know what? I'd vote for him. Matthew B. Hare. Matthew Schultz. Maxim- <laughs> Maximum side boob. I didn't read ahead. <laughs> <laughs> they got you. Mm-hmm. Majin. Melbent. Melissa Nielsen. Mel Tyke. Pop. Pun Punduit. Fuck. Punduit of bad jokes. I got you again. Jesus. Michael Groman. Groman? Michael Hall. Michael Minkler, conduit of Ah! <laughs> Midli- ah! There's a lot more A's there. Midlife Stasis. Miko from Finland. Miles Funk, the Dice Punk, and Rose. Oh wow, Rose is such an afterthought. <laughs> I thought it was Working like rap. I thought it was like a and meowth, that's right. Oh, yeah, Morgan Rap. Mr. Willie Phoenix, Stephen Lesbian Seagull, Pooh Bear Shaker. There's just a collection of words. They're just making me say, say stuff now. My Valentine is postmodern artist Cy Twombly. I don't know who that is, but I love to say Twombly. Mm-hmm. It's a famous court case, too. Oh, really? I'm going to do some Googling. Nathaniel Homan. Nicholas Dominic. Nicole Woodruff. Nina Person. <laughs> I think it's just person. <laughs> but if you say like a snake, it's more fun. Okay. Notorious unemployed. Conduit of lugubrious itself. Good luck, Notorious. <gasps> no. <laughs> Oi, Austin. When I eat that ass, should I use a fork and knife? Is eat that ass like a thing I say that much? I mean, <laughs> everyone acts like it's a thing I say constantly. I feel like you say it enough that okay. people notice. <laughs> uh, it's either... Pal? Pale Rabjurg. Pale? 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 Paye. Paye Rabjurg. Oh, yeah. That yeah. Paul Mullen. No, we're not. <laughs> Pixel Fool. Pruitt Holcomb. Puck, conduit of high key crushing on Austin. Let's go back. Let's once again explore the moment when you've gestured towards me and say, yeah, he podcasts for a living. And then look back at your parents and see their faces. Rain Raven. <laughs> random. random 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 conduit of would you like a hug yeah obviously have you heard this recording i think we're doing good but whatever <laughs> uh-huh. resuming yuzura 
Richard G. Coles. Robert Dakin. Robert E. Calf Baker. Condoning putting hats on cats. Dude, keep up the fucking good work. Braver than the troops. S. Kearney, officially a nerdy person. Salad child. Salubrious Tim, conduit of safe for work, Sasha-based fan fiction. Thank you for not being horny in the credits. <laughs> so it's just Sasha going to the mall. Sasha's going. Getting boba tea. I don't know. I do love boba tea. Getting her nails I'm did. I'm thinking about boba tea. <gasps> Talon paint. Sam Zdenowitz. Schmendrick the Magician. Last of the Red Hot Swamis, which we totally got fucking called out for not knowing. It was the last unicorn reference. Yeah, which I have not seen. I haven't seen it since I like, was a kid. So Sean Lyons Burke. Sean, the host of Funk Dunk Plays. Simmons, conduit of being correct on the first try. It's because we had no options. <laughs> Simmons. It's Simmons or what else? Think about it. Shane Sedgwick. Shane Ware, conduit of kink shame, but kink, kink same? same. Yeah, I mean, that's a mood. <laughs> Shocking Link, Yeater of Worlds. Now that's the villain for next season. Spoilers. Oh no, the future. <laughs> Foolish heroes. I will yeet all worlds. <laughs> Sir Octopus. Conduit of chivalry cephalopods. Socialism is party cohesion plus Soviet power. I don't know if that's going to fit on my bumper sticker. But you can make any bumper skip bumper skipper. <laughs> we have just mouth poisoning. <laughs> mouth bad today. Squid Cap, the conduit of skitch.bandcamp.com itself. Imagine if your superpower is only going to one URL. That's like not even right. <laughs> well, that one's probably right. But whatever we say, it's not right. Stefan Latour. Stefan Latour. Stefan. 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 Sydney Marsing. Sydney Marsing. <laughs> Tara, conduit of feeling bloated from eating too much bread. Ben there. The cast of Dungeons the Gathering. The Hansels. The murderous penguin who secretly lives in your sock drawer. I call him Walnut. Pablo. You call everything Pablo. No, okay, you just say that every time. Because <laughs> you do it every pug. time. No, I name my little penguin Pablo, and then there's also a pug that I enjoy named Pablo. And there's a thing in next season that's named Pablo, isn't there? That's Gustav. Oh, that's a fun spoiler for everyone. Yeah, but they're not going to know. The precursor. They don't know what I'm up to. The Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Marietta, Georgia. Tim Lutton. Tito Golden Tickets to Heaven Watts. Toby Gleason Stack. Toshiro Kuro, editor of Attack on Dice. Trace Marzing. Transient Passerby. Trevor S., conduit of car flipping itself. That does not sound safe. It sounds cool, though. Yeah, it does sound dope. Shaneus, Shard Points Professor of Astral Physics. I think Skitch writes all these down for world building. So if you want to, if you want to claim a class, get in here, everyone. Vigar Arnston. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My brain just stopped working for a minute. Victoria Melito. Oh shit, Vinny, conduit of sleepy bitch disease. I got you, Vinny. Vizzy Huggles, keep up the great work, y'all. Wait, this name appears on everything I patronize. Uh huh. Water. Wow. Conduit of electricity and fish. Wait. Does your brain just explode? My brain just exploded. Because it's there's fish in there, and also it conducts electricity. It do be like that. Zephosaurus. Yam. <laughs> She's just going to do the rest of them. Zach Crenshaw. Uh-huh. 
Z two three six one nine or twenty three six nineteen. Who cares? I care. I'm sorry, Z. <laughs> Conduit of ambiguous number sequences. At least Z knows what's up. All right, I guess we're done with the credits. Let me check our timer. Let's see if we got that in a tight ten minutes. <laughs> I mean, it's better than like the what the hour we did last time. <gasps> so everyone on the show needs to be supported you can find chris at weekly manga recap patreon.com slash patreon.com slash weekly manga recap uh laura laura k buzz everywhere kotaku.co.uk also there uh conrad does a lot of stuff he's a very fancy boy boston's favorite son his new podcast and of course at comrade zimmerman on twitter you can find Lauren at Rargolicious, which no one knows how to spell. Don't try. Uh, but if you look up Dice Monk, you'll find me. I'm around. I'm at Austin Yorsky, patreon.com slash Austin Yorsky. That's how you get into the credits we just read. It's quite a list. It's all the cool people are doing but it. Do you want to be in the credits we just read? Every month we wake up, with sharpen our knives, get ready to butcher some names. I almost start doing the psycho music. We have a sketch. Sketch.bandcamp.com slash sketch. Just sketch.bandcamp slash sketch.camp.band.com.org.edu slash sketch.gov.net. Uh, you should find the podcast and you should like it and you should rate it. You should give it five stars. You should comment. You should tell your friends. Tell your dog. Tell your friend's dog. Tell your dog's friends. But only leave comments if they're nice, please. I'm very fragile. <laughs> what else? Anything else? Uh, pet all the dogs. Fuck capitalism. Brush your teeth. Go to bed. I'm your mom now, everyone. <laughs>